GameZillaMedia.com. Video game makers believe that their products are starting to attract a whole new market. The voice of the gaming generation. The competition in this industry is so fierce, but we did manage to get a glimpse into the future. Real gaming opinions. The obvious question is, of course, how long will this smashing success last for video games? The last line of major gaming news. The GameZilla Podcast. Look, that comes one of the Welcome to the Games of the Podcast, your last line of defense in major gaming news. I'm your host, Grimlock, and with me in the remote studios of our houses is my producer, my audio producer, the Dead Eye Knight, and my video producer, Player One Miggy. I was going to let you guys say hi separately, but, it, but oh. then I didn't. It's just it's this remote thing that like I point, but I realize I don't know if that's the right direction depending on what screen you guys are looking at. But anyways, welcome guys. How you doing? We're back. This is the Gamezilla podcast. Uh, like you said, uh, you know, we got you on the major gaming news, and to get through the show, I'm drinking caffeinated booze, so I'm ready to go. Yes, yes, I agree with both these guys. This is the Gamezilla Media Podcast. Um, yes, don't forget we are your elite free DLC. And to get me through the show, I am drinking a cup of hot coffee. So, yeah, it's going to be an exciting show. I like how Miggy agrees with us by calling us a podcast that we're not. The Gamezilla Media Podcast. Welcome to the MotorCityGaming.com. <laughs> bit by 8-Bit. Futurecast. Game Boys <laughs> times 2 podcast. Ultra edition, ultra edition, and I'm drinking a Red Bull so that I can deal with these two all all, all episode long. You're uh, that to deal with me. I'm ready to go. There, by Red Bull, I mean I filled this can with just vodka. So there we go. Um, anyways, welcome to episode 327 of the Games Hill Podcast, brought to you by our patrons. That's right, supporters, Patreon.com slash gamezilla media get there get your sub going because you never know what sort of goodness could just pop up in the feed that week including this past week well we took last monday off to enjoy labor day but that didn't stop me my grind didn't stop and i dropped the episode three of the ridiculous where i uh, recommended the 10 metal bands you need to listen to uh, just a little bonus, giving that out there. You know, you only have to be a one dollar patron to get the ridiculous. All right, so get in there, give your one dollar a month. But if you if you really want the best that Gamezilla has to offer, get in at that five dollar exclusive content level. Every show in the Gamezilla Media Network will give you at least one bonus show per month available there for you. So if you like what we do, or Legend of Retro, Last Action Podcast, Noobs and Dragons, Noiseland Arcade, you like any of the shows in the Gamezilla Media Network, you get more of it by being a patron and uh we appreciate it so thank you and please go subscribe over at patreon.com slash gamezilla media and another cool way that you can support the gamezilla podcast it's september on twitch september save 30 uh, percent on your reoccurring subscriptions now through september 30th so hey send your subscriptions in uh gamezilla media on twitch it helps us out Absolutely. So everybody, uh, thanks again. And um, remember, if you are unable, we're live on twitch.tv slash GameZilla Media every Monday night, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time is normally our kickoff. Um, And so if you can't catch the whole thing here live, though, you can watch us on YouTube. Just search GameZilla Media on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that notification bell and make sure to check out all the great videos that are hitting there on YouTube. But we have a lot to talk about 
And uh, we took a week off for the holiday, like uh, you know, like Deadite said. So we have a good amount of news that kind of hit between then and now. So we're not going to waste any time because I think there's some some hype, some strong debate, maybe some sadness mixed with a little bit of. I don't know what else, but anyways, we got the news. Mystery. There's mystery afoot. <laughs> new. There's mystery afoot. News. That was entertainment, guys. Right? That was what people wow okay anyways you're welcome for giving you a little little bit of gravy on top of you watching this for free on twitch or listening for free on your holy moly topic number one is microsoft has had uh had some a little bit leaky microsoft is a little bit leaky they hate whatever Miggy hate. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Oh boy! Um, but yeah, Microsoft's a li- been a little bit leaky here recently, and uh, what does that mean? It means that we found out about the Xbox Series S. We found out about uh, the price point. We found out about the the release date. We found uh, you could watch the entire presentation. Of what they were going, what they plan on doing here, uh, what is it, the uh, September 22nd, I believe, is the date that they're that they're um, going to be holding their, their conference. Uh, but yeah, you can watch it all. Thanks to just a super leaky, I, I, how does all of that happen? Either way, we have been complaining for weeks about these two companies holding everything so close and, and not willing for either group to take that first step and tell us some information. So thank I'm honestly thankful this happened because we were getting to that point of like, well, it's hard to make a decision here when no one wants to tell me the hard cold facts about what is going to happen and what's going to cost what and when it's going to happen. Well, now we have some information for Xbox um anyways, like I said, everything kind of leaked out and quickly thereafter though Microsoft decided to just make it official and confirm it all. So I was happy to see them just jump on board and say, yeah, it's all real. <laughs> you can find out more uh, September 22nd. So anyways, we did find out that um, that the Xbox Series X and the Xbox Series S will launch November 10th. The S will cost $299 and the X will cost $499. And they will launch on the same day. Uh, they did release. They did. We have learned a lot about the S. It is the smallest Xbox ever, um, even technically slightly smaller than the Xbox One X, which is you know why they're making that claim. It has a lot of the. It shares a good amount of um, tech with the X, but but even the stuff it shares is a little little underpowered. So the S is designed to be a 1440p at 60 frames per second machine where the the X is supposed to be a 4K at 60 frames per second and you can see the difference in the teraflops you know these numbers that we really care about here that mean everything to everyone in the entire world the X is like 12.6 teraflops or something like that and unfortunately the S is 4 so there's a there's a big gap there uh it does use the same CPU 
but it's just a little bit a little bit tweaked down. The uh, the X runs at 3.8 gigahertz. The S will run at 3.6, and then the X runs at 16 gigabytes of RAM, where the S runs at 10, which is an odd number, a really weird number for RAM, but whatever. It runs at 10. Um, they're both going to be uh, supporting Dolby's high-end Atmos, and they're both going to be Dolby Vision certified, which is another news that broke this week, that uh, that the Xbox series would be the first console ever to have a Dolby Vision certification, which has to do with HDR and, and all that all that fun jazz as far as the standards. So, um, yeah, I mean... Did I? Did you want to cover anything else? Because I know the S actually sparked your interest, right? Someone that has been talking about. I've seen. I saw a little bit of discussion in the Discord going on, and it, it feels like the like for me. I'm still an X guy day one. But why did the S interest you? So the the S initially interest me. Uh, you know, for the price point. You know, an en- entry level system. I don't need max power all all the bells and whistles and you know everything a system can always do i thought maybe the s could be an alternative save a couple hundred bucks and you know kind of softly work my way into the microsoft ecosystem i've now decided i'm pretty much not interested in it at all um digital only system i still like buying discs so that's that was a big hit um finding out how much less power is going to be in this system is actually concerning. I mean, I have a 4K HDR TV. I want a 4K HDR system. If I wanted uh, a system with this spec, I would probably pick up a used X, uh, you know, regular Xbox One X, or I would have bought a PS4 Pro. Um, You know, this feels like it's current gen equipment configured for the next generation. Um, And the information even came out this week that... um, the series S is not going to be able to play the Xbox one X optimized versions of games. Correct. And so to me, I'm like, so is this thing not even as powerful as a Xbox one X? Like it it creates a lot of questions. When I, when I look at the stats, it seems similar, right? Doesn't a one X have four teraflops? It does. Is it six teraflops? Yeah. So it's in the neighborhood. So it kind of makes me question, uh, it makes me know that this system probably would not be right for me if there's multiple reasons to just go. The two hundred dollars would be worth it to get the quality I can get out of the TV I own. I own a nice TV, so why wouldn't I, you know, want that four K presentation? I like buying discs. I'd want the double the storage space because we know how big games are these days. You can fit like three games on a on a half a terabyte. You know, there's less storage in the S, so and there's gonna be less power. So f- for the money. To me, it doesn't seem worth it. This does really seem like the the very casual player that wants to get in on Xbox, who you know is maybe just going to play you know the sports games, the shoot the you know play Call of Duty every year. They only buy their two titles and they just play those games. This might be right for them. This might be right for a parent buying it for a kid. It's not right for me. I'd rather I'd rather pay the extra money and get the full features. So just to clarify, the uh, Xbox One X had six teraflops. Yeah, exactly. So this seems crazy that it's less powerful than the One X. Yeah, the difference, and I don't have all the specs in front of me, but the yeah. difference would be the the bandwidth within those teraflops, the actual megahertz and everything like that, how that all factors out is that 6 to 4 could meet, the 4 could actually still do more, right? Because it's newer technology, it's RDNA 2. Um, you know, there are things involved, but 
just so I, we had our numbers right, the Xbox One X did have six teraflops. Um, this new one only has four. Newer technology, how that all ba- balances out, I, I don't have it right in front of me, but I would imagine it's still capable of doing a little bit more, but I think they're trying not to... I don't know, uh, make the, even though they discontinued the one X. So this is the weird move, right? That you're, what you're stating here is that we're not getting X, um, one X enhanced editions. We're getting the Xbox one S editions. that will be played on the series S yet. They discontinued the Xbox one X. So to me, why not have it take its place in that sense that it should be capable of doing that. But I also look at it that they wanted this as an upsell to the Series X, right? So they're trying to give you reasons why the Series X is is worth the extra $200. But I don't know. It is definitely weird, slightly confusing. It's not not the cleanest look that I was hoping for when it comes to a consumer level, like a mom just going out to try to buy something for her kids and doesn't really know what she's asking for understanding all of this confusing stuff that, you know, hopefully whoever she works with can explain it to her. You know, you go to somewhere like you go, they go work with someone like a dork of the ninjas. They're going to be in good shape, but unfortunately they go, they go to a typical department store and they get the person that was restocking groceries to open up the glass and sell them an Xbox. I don't know if that experience is going to work out for them. So you know, I've been preaching this for, for weeks now is that I don't like messy launches with multiple SKUs when you have a lot of things, a lot of variants there that maybe aren't the easiest thing to explain. You know, it's easy for me to sit there and say, just buy an X and future proof yourself. But $200 is a lot of money for some people that, you know, when they look at a value at two at, at two ninety nine, that is really intriguing. And it's one reason why Deadite right out the gate was like, ooh, you know, piece of candy. But... But at the same time, you did a little bit of research. You have a tech background. You go, oh, this is this device is not for me. So I agree with you. I think the S is um, initially it was a very exciting addition to the, um, you know, to the SKU list of of Xbox um, products. But I think as more time came out, as time kind of lapsed here over over a week and more information came out, we kind of found out that like, oh, well, you know, it, it does have a lot of shortcomings. And I still think it's a very interesting device. Like example, for someone like me right now, the way that my setup sits, I play off of a monitor that's a 1080p monitor, 240 hertz, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And... The X really doesn't give me the performance, that extra performance. I'm kind of throwing it away where the S could be a really good piece for this particular setup I have as a streamer. But, and I, and I 99% of the games I play on my Xbox are through game pass now. So I don't care about the optical drive, you know? Um, but at the same time, I like the idea of being able to throw I have I have a, a quite a large library of Blu-rays and and um, 4K Blu-ray that I would like the ability to throw a disc in there from time to time and maybe watch a film. So, you know, um, it's going to be interesting. I'm I'm gonna I'm I'm curious. I think we're gonna see a very. I don't think it'll be as much as what we saw in the Xbox 360 era, where you had the core system and then you had the the upgraded system with the hard drive. 
and you could go in almost, even though the Xboxes were just red hot, you could go in and find the core system laying there because no one wanted them. Because <laughs> then you had to buy a memory card or you had to find a hard drive, which you couldn't do. Um, but I do, so I, I don't feel like it's going to be that bad, but I am going to be interested to see how it, how over the first year, how does the S sell? Out the gate, I imagine it's going to be sold out because people will buy what they can get their hands on. But I, I imagine that the sales for this, with its limitations and things like that, um, and maybe Microsoft was kind of pushing this way, was it, it's, it's pushing everyone to the X. And let's also be honest, Microsoft is, is, is launching, this is the other piece we didn't, that got announced that we didn't talk about, they're launching their financing for both these systems. So the holiday financing that we've gotten so used to Microsoft doing where, oh, you want an Xbox? You want the best Xbox that's on the market? Cool, we'll set you up on this two-year plan. This two-year plan will give you Xbox Live. It will give you Game Pass. We'll give you the system. And you literally take it and you pay us 45 bucks a month. And when it's all done, it's all yours. And then if you want to keep your services going, you can. And so, like, that right there is a huge selling point for these people. They're like, well, I can't buy into a $500 system. Yeah, but can you, but could you, could you make monthly payments on it and still enjoy the system? Because that's, that's huge. It's something Microsoft's done in the past and seen a lot of success in a temporary, like, holiday moment. And the fact that they're going to make sure that that's available to all people that would like an Xbox uh, at launch is a very smart move, I'm, in my opinion. I promise you that if this was, five, six years ago when I was a broke radio DJ, I would have looked at that payment plan and the series S and went, hell yeah, I'm getting in on that for 30, 45 bucks a month, whatever it would be to get a current gen system, be able to play all those games. I would have been in on that so fast. You know, that would have been perfect for me at the time because the extra $200 would have been too much money. I wouldn't have had a TV capable of doing that. And the payment plan would allow me to get in and have it be accessible. So it's cool that Microsoft is doing that and creating that opportunity for a lot of people to be able to play. And I still think there's a huge portion of people that play video games that are so far from us and maybe the people that we do this show for, some of the more hardcore gamers that don't have the 4K TV with the setup. Like I said, they, they play, you know, their few games every single year and they're going to play, you know, whatever's on Game Pass and keep it casual. But that $300 system is going to be perfect for them. So, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm very interested to see what the sales numbers between the two systems are going to span out over a couple year period. Because the first year, you're right, it's going to be hot regardless. But I'd be really interested to know if we ever get a number breakdown. This is how many S's were sold compared to X's. Yeah. Now, it, now uh, it does sound interesting to to me. Um, I mean, and it depends, it all depends on what, um, Sony's game plan is because just like I bought my, uh, Xbox, uh, last Christmas, my Xbox one S, um, it's a secondary console. I bought it for game pass because of game pass is why I bought an Xbox. I own two physical games for the Xbox and I was, it was soul caliber and, and dragon ball Z and because soul caliber was cheaper, but I primarily game pass and I'm playing everything physically on PlayStation. So if, um, if PlayStation comes out of the gate and has a banger uh, lineup, um, then it's it it'll be perfect secondary console uh, again. So three hundred bucks. I mean, yeah, get that fourteen forty p. I mean, I don't have to have the the lavishness of the uh, of the uh, of the X. So I mean, this could this could do it for me, and then I'll be gaming on you know on mobile because of Game Pass and tablet and everything. So I mean, I think I mean for someone like me, this would be a secondary console. It'd be fine. 
Plus, knowing I mean, it's still it's 1440p and it is capable. It they, all both both systems run HDMI 2.1, so both systems are going to be capable of pushing up to 120 frames per second. Um, we don't know optimization and everything that's going to be happening here with these games as far as how <laughs> how that's going to work yet and and we'll see performance as as you know as these games come out and these companies learn how to utilize the the, the power the most efficient way but mm-hmm. um but it is capable in theory of doing that so i mean the device is still a nice device and i think i think it has a home and i think as we move into this generation that is already really digital focused. Um, I think we might see an X like facelift, right? You know how we had the one X come out after the one S like whatever that updated version of the, of the series X comes out. We will, we'll see something that basically reflects what this series S is now, but with that power, um, maybe, maybe, you know, two, three years down the road. But, um, you know, I think, it's interesting. The price point is right. And because of it, it's got Sony. The rumors are with Sony right now is that they had to go back to the drawing board a little bit and think, talk about their, their price points and how they want to, how they want to attack this because the, the information that was coming out from some inside sources were Sony was expecting Xbox to be more expensive. So and 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 realistically what sony has managed to do or sorry what microsoft has managed to do is put a system that there is not a ps5 that will fall at that price point if the ps5 digital only version comes out at 299 sony one i'll give it to them hands down but it's not going to because it's not a water it's not really watered down it's just the ugly optical drive isn't smacked on the bottom of it so we're talking a 50 to a hundred dollar difference and the hundred dollar difference is even a hard sell for me we're talking like a small margin there for optical drive no optical drive when you go from 12 teraflops to 4 teraflops and 16 gigs of ram to 10 gigs of ram and these types of things then yes you can come in at a system at 299 and be like and have that entry level that that will sit at the low end and hell compete with nintendo switch sales for god's sakes so I mean, not neck, not neck and neck with Nintendo Switch sales, but close. So, or actually, wait, the the normal Switch is three hundred bucks, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking the light, they the lights. Had a price break on that. Yeah, they have a price break. So that's what I mean. So I guess in theory, come November, they are. You you have an you have a next gen Xbox that is, you know, sitting there at the same price point as a Nintendo Switch that is how what how are we three years old now? Yeah. Over three. Yeah. So. That's good. That I like I like that entry point. It's not for everybody and like you said there there's reasons why you know people like uh, Dead Eye and I may avoid it, but there's people why, p- reasons why it works for Player One Miggy. And I saw in in the Twitch chat I saw Johnny Riot saying I will buy an Xbox One X for my game room. I'll buy an Xbox or sorry, Xbox Series X for my game room. I will buy an Xbox Series S for my living room. Makes sense. I, I may own an Xbox Series X at one uh, Series S at one point, but I'll buy the X first. Is is basically where I'm at with that. But either way, um, we now know November 10th is is when that's uh, going down. We also know that, and I think I got my number. I got my I got some stuff mixed up here. September 22nd is is 
the day that pre-orders are going to be launching. Mm-hmm. We're going to be able to pre-order our Xboxes on the 22nd. Um, and then I'm not sure if it's that same day or if it's a few days later. Um, we have, we have or, or the following week, we have a presentation from Xbox. But I believe it's the same presentation that is already leaked that you can watch with, uh, you know, our boy Phil and everybody hanging out. But, um, yeah, and, and just Johnny Riot also has that knowledge, you know, he, he has that knowledge from working in the industry. Um, I was off. The Series S will cost you a whopping 25 bucks a month through their, through their uh, financing program. The Series X will cost you $35 a month. That's insanity. Like, that's, that's so easy for people to jump in on that now. So, we'll see. Uh, we'll see. I, I have a feeling that program is going to help Microsoft a lot. Um, but, you know, time will tell. That moves us. I think, uh, Miggy, did you have anything else you wanted to say on these systems? Nope. Nope. It's all you, baby. Yeah, I'm very excited for the Xbox stuff. Um, though it all leaked... Normally leaks would uh, bum me out, but I, I had gotten to this point where I was just frustrated with both both Microsoft and Sony. So I'm glad it happened because I think it's finally caused them to to move forward. You know the that that scary part of oh I don't want to go first, you go first. It's over now. So now let's just get all the information out there and let and let the consumers make a choice now. So um yeah that with that being said we um. We want to just slide right into our second topic here, which ties into our first topic, and that is Sony has responded. Sony has already uh, reacted to this, and we are merely days away from PlayStation Showcase, PlayStation 5 Showcase, September 16th. It's going down. Um, you can find out more at PlayStation.com slash PS5, get more of the details we are uh, looking around for us Eastern Eastern time. I think it's a four p.m. a four p.m. show, I believe. But um, get your details from that site again. PlayStation.com/slash/ps5. <clears throat> so uh, yeah, the showcase is next week. That will um, it might we don't have any. There's no confirmation from Sony, but we might finally reveal the console's uh, price points, release date. All that stuff. Um, a lot of a lot of uh, speculation and rumor mills have been floating around saying November tenth was the Xbox release, which it turned out to be true. And then November seventeenth, one week later, was was talks about PS five. That has not been confirmed, but the first one did end up being true. It is possible these could be very close to each other um, within a week of each other. So we don't know what this show is going to bring us. We're not going to spend a lot of time on that, but I do want to say now that Xbox has come out, said what they said, uh, we've, we've seen, we've, we've seen their hand pretty much unless they have a few more secrets out there for games and stuff like that. What do we want? What does Sony have to do knowing where Xbox sits now, knowing what, what they've presented as far as price points, what does Sony need to do? to either blow Microsoft out of the water or at least just set themselves up to be evenly competitive out the gate. $200 straight digital console. <laughs> and I'm Miggy is batshit crazy. Miggy. <laughs> Miggy is batshit crazy. I mean, but real talk, um, 
I mean, it, and it's gonna it's gonna be a struggle, like a big struggle. Um, because I don't think Sony can afford to make that move that uh that Microsoft did. Microsoft has other things to fall back on. Um, so I I mean, it's it's gonna be interesting. I mean, first of all, see some see some games, some good looking games. Um, because I mean, so far, like the things that they showed us, like what is that one game they keep showing off that that's just starting to look worse and worse every time we see it? Yes. <laughs> I mean, I, give us more. That's that's basically, that's what I want to see. Give give us more. Yeah, I mean, we need a better idea of a launch window. You know, actually, sorry, launch games and then launch window being like first quarter or whatever. But at the same time, I think these systems are going to come out four hundred, five hundred. Um, you know, that that's really where I think we're looking at. That's the biggest separation I could see is four hundred digital, five hundred non digital. It might be even closer to a $50, a $50 variant, but um, it's okay if they fall. They don't need a $300 system to compete. I'm not worried about that. PlayStation ha- holding that premium purchase, I believe Sony has managed. They, they did what they did with PS4 allows them to have that, that, that feeling, that, that ability. Um, they can sell a premium experience with their exclusive games. That's why we need to know more about their exclusive games so that it feels like it's there for us. But at the same time, I see Merciless in the in the Twitch chat saying Sony needs their own financing plans. That would be huge. That would that would be amazing. It'd be a first time for Sony um, directly doing anything like that. And yeah, that would be I mean, now that they know Microsoft has it set up. To be able to follow in the in that in that concept would would allow them to. You know, right now, that fear is I can act if I'm if I don't if I can't afford any system, I can still technically potentially afford an Xbox. And so you know that's that's the way I look at it right now. If they didn't have a financing plan in place, that's the way you got to look at it now. Financing could go many different ways. People could say, well, I have a credit card and I can just, you know, there's my financing or I have this or I have that. But the, the advantage with Microsoft is it's 0% interest. So, I mean, it, you're basically borrowing Microsoft's money, you know, for free. Anytime you, that's the deal. That's a good deal, guys. You know, when, when the car sales have 0% or when you, or it's the holidays and Best Buy says 0% on anything over, that's the deal. You get to borrow money for free as long as you follow the guidelines and you don't miss your payments. It's literally free, borrowing money for free. They're not making anything off you at that point, short of the fact that Microsoft got you using their product and maybe because of it, you end up buying games and things like that, which is what they're hoping for. But bottom line, the way it sits right now with our knowledge Microsoft has a really huge advantage when it comes to that aspect of I don't have 500 bucks. Hell, I don't have 300 bucks. And then people go, well, you don't just, you don't belong playing video games then. True, but people still do. And so the bottom line is, can I come up with $25 a month or $35 a month? Dude, that's still easier than going easy. to GameStop and buying an old system for 200 bucks and trying to load up on used games. Yeah. Like it's still an easier way to get into gaming $25 a month for a new system in game pass. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean the, um, that, you know, that it, it's a, yeah, it's a third party bank. I know Johnny riot, but, but the, the fact of the matter is, is it's built. I don't mean micro barring. Nobody's doing it directly. I understand that they're using, they're using a bank, but bottom line is Sony hasn't said anything about it. They've never done it before. So with it or with or without it, I mean, with it, 
they compete with Microsoft. Without it, we've seen what Microsoft has been able to do with that program holiday after holiday. It works. It's popular. There's a reason why they're, they, they, they were testing it in the holiday so that they could, you know, over the last couple of years, probably planning on, man, imagine having this at launch of a brand new product. That's huge. That's amazing. How many times has something come out where I look at it and I go, man, I really don't have, or I don't really feel like dropping that much money right now. But if I had an option of, hey, here you go, here's, uh, here's the system, two-year deal, 30 bucks, 35 bucks a month, 0% interest. Well, why not at that point? Sold. You know, I did want it. Why not at that point? <laughs> so, yeah. Um, it'll, be, it'll be interesting. Uh, Johnny Ryan, I will tell you that if it's the same system that they ran from, Microsoft's, um, from the Microsoft stores in the holidays, you would be surprised, my friend. That's all I'm going to tell you. I have a friend. I have a friend that works at Microsoft, and and uh, and so when we researched it back in the holiday, when we were talking about it years ago, when they were using it for holiday, um, that statement of needing good credit was <clears throat> no. It, it, I don't want to say you don't need good credit. I don't want to say you can have awful credit. I'm not making any promises for anybody, but I'm telling you, you do not need uh, perfect credit by any means. Uh, if it's the Just same pro, if it's the same program. Hit me in the DMs. I'll give you Grimm's credit card number. It's cool. No, they need my social. <laughs> give my social. Give my social. Yeah. <laughs> then they can get their own credit card in your name. Um, I guess, guys, for me getting back on like what Sony needs to do, because the thing that's enticing me to switch brands, because I've really enjoyed the PlayStation 4. I have no complaints with the ecosystem or the the games I've been able to play. the The issue is Microsoft has that kick ass Game Pass. Man, I look at you guys over there paying your few extra dollars on top of your online subscription a month and you're playing all the new games with it you're playing your you guys tried arc because it was on there and ended up loving it you know you guys yep. are getting to experience all these games without the incurring the risk of actually paying additional money to play them well like and battletoads i got to play battletoads realized there was no online mode and kind of faded away from battletoads real quick without the without the feeling of man i wasted money you just you just spent your time playing it. You got what you got out of it, and you moved on because you already it's sunk cost. You already spent money to be able to play all the other Game Pass games. It's just it's just part of it. It's like when I watch I watched a movie on Hulu last night, and I was like, if I saw that movie in the theaters, that might have been a little disappointing on my couch. Considering we already paid for a subscription, I was gonna watch something anyway. I had a good time with it. Yeah. So to having that approach. The, the Netflix approach to it doesn't matter how good or bad something is because it didn't cost me extra to enjoy it. That's enticing to me. So I want to know what's the next generation of PlayStation now and how much is it going to cost? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's important. I, I, you know, the, the X cloud, which is now game pass ultimate, you know, the streaming to your phones and tablets aspect that Microsoft has. It's a little enticing to me. I think it's something that, I would potentially use. I don't know right now that I would use it a ton, but I, I could see me eventually having a good enough phone and good enough internet to, to do it. And I think I could see myself. I want to be upstairs and I want to play, you know, in, in bed, but I want to play Xbox. That's downstairs. I could see me doing that. Yeah. I want to know Sony, what's your solution for that? Or, or is there, or is there's this huge feature that's becoming the, the hot thing for this generation that you're going to give us in three years. I don't want that. 
I want that now. Yeah, well, the, I want to know how to stream games on a PlayStation because guess what? Streaming on the Vita blows. That's it's yeah. not fun. Garbage. It, it, and I get it, it, it. That was last generation. That was using an old piece of hardware that you didn't support and you let die. But I want to know, Sony, what are you gonna what are you gonna do to make it so I can play my PlayStation games on my phone? Well, like, why can't I play Last of Us on my phone? Yeah, and and the advantage of of xCloud, you know, I still call it xCloud because I've been beta testing it for over a year. Right? Like, that's the kicker. We've known what xCloud is for over a year. And we still don't know what PlayStation Now is doing. And if they're going to release in November, and let's just say we find out September 16th, then you're telling me that two months before your release, you finally told me what Now is. And so for me, like it's, and, and now is being beta tested on PC dork, but it's not the same now that we're talking about. They're not using the Azure backend. They're not using all this, all this stuff that they, that they decided to let loose in the news that they were going to upgrade and, and, you know, um, revolutionize PlayStation now using a Microsoft backbone system, all this stuff. We haven't, that's, we heard that they bought into it, that they made the deal and then it's been ghost town. So like, Yes, you can run PlayStation Now on a PC. You've been able to for a while. It's it's not it, that is not the PlayStation Now experience. It, actually, I should take it back. If that is the PlayStation Now experience, they're dead already. They're, they're screwed already because XCloud does circles around them. For God's sakes, just a few days ago, you could download Minecraft Dungeons, a, a, a newish game to to the game pass to to the xbox infrastructure that's a fun just dungeon crawler you can play it on your phone with customized phone control touchscreen controls that you can adjust the size of to your liking on the phone and that they're going to be utilizing that technology and expand it through other games so now if you're on the go and you're just sitting there waiting for your significant other to do something and you're sitting on a bench and you don't have your xbox controller to slap in and lock your phone into no worries you could fire up a simplistic game like minecraft dungeons throw some touchscreen controls on it and you know take care of a level while you're just sitting there waiting that is to keep amazing having to play real mobile games Right. Anything to keep me from going down Miggy's dark path. Yeah. Join I'm with me. you, Graham. I'd do it. Yeah. It's amazing. You're right. So, I mean, it's just things like that that, like, Microsoft has been working on and publicly talking about. Even if you weren't part of the beta group, like, you still heard about it. You still read about it. You could watch reviews about it. They weren't so secretive. And that's what I'm so sick of PlayStation, just hiding behind these walls. Like, well, we'll tell you when we're ready to tell you. And it's like, yeah, but when other groups are out here being very open and willing to share their, their development, and because of it, they're, they're bringing in these teams to give feedback, and then they're public about the feedback... That creates community, that creates fans, that creates excitement, and that creates why xCloud is so far ahead of, in my opinion at this point, everybody else. And then when you slap it inside a Game Pass, and you, you, and you leverage the, the advantages that Game Pass has, and then this week we just say, eh, you know what, we called EA up and we said, yeah, let's just take your whole digital platform and slap it in the Game Pass. And EA was like, yeah, let's do it. Deal. Dude, I forgot about that. That's immense. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's insane. We... <laughs> I forgot about that. So much happened this week. I know. 
I know, I keep thinking about these other things. <laughs> it doesn't cost anything extra to bro down. <laughs> yeah, bro, bro down on a zero on a, a zero point five out of ten game. Yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah. here's the thing, zero point five <laughs> out of ten, when it's part of Game Pass, I could give it a try just so I could talk shit about it and not feel bad. <laughs> just like no. I talked about Battletoads being disappointment because there was no online support. So, I mean, for me. I mean, you're talking Titanfall, like you're talking, you're talking Star Wars games. You're talking like, like, I mean, there are games you can make fun of Madden all you want. There are games that EA can bring to Game Pass that that we're going to care about as much as we might like to like shit on EA from being, uh, you know, a, a very rough company over the last several years. There's still IPs out there that I care about. You know, like example, Anthem might be a giant pile of shit, but there's still Bioware is still working on Anthem 2.0. If they somehow fix this game, would you want to buy into the game and take the chance that it's actually good? Or would you like just to fire up Game Pass, play it and say, yeah, no, it's still broke. Thanks for trying. I'll see you during Dragon Age. You know, like fingers crossed. It's just more value to already what I think is the best value in gaming right now. Like we cut, we call we've called it that already. I'm calling it again. It is the best value in gaming, hands down. You can't you can't find a better a better system. And somehow, Phil and Microsoft keep doing it. So you are a hundred percent right that I PlayStation now needs to be a huge focus point. September sixteenth in two days. You better tell me why I want to throw my money at you for your PlayStation Now, your PS Plus Plus Plus, or whatever you're going to call it, and and show me the services that are going to make the PS5 so great. Because I've already heard the system. I already know the specs. You've given me this rough window of games that I kind of care about and kind of don't, and if you're going to sprinkle something else in there, please do soon. Otherwise, I'm excited for Spider-Man, and that's it. So, like... I need more. I need to know more because otherwise, you're, like I'm not expecting to play third-party anything on the PS5. I'm expecting to play exclusives on the PS5, and I know some people are excited for Bug Snack or whatever the hell it's called, but I'm not. Hell yeah, no, hell yeah, <laughs> Bug Snack. Grim don't play. It's gonna it's gonna be a, a generation-defining game. Bug Snack. Yeah, I, I bet. Cute as hell. Yeah. It's quirky and fun. Yep. You keep you keep tell, you keep lying to yourself, man. I mean, Gran Turismo, you know, obviously could be huge for the racing genre, but at the same time, like Super or Sp- Superman, Spider Man is going to be a big deal, and I'm very excited for that. Um, um, oh my God, Horizon Forbidden West is going to be a huge deal, but we don't know when that's coming out. God of War will be a huge deal, but we we didn't even see a blip of that. You know, so like th- those are the things that I'm more interested in seeing. And even if it's something like Show Me God of War and say, yeah, it's a 2021, late 2021, 2022 game. You know, whatever. I mean, I don't need to see it on the 16th, but what I need to see on the 16th is the here and now, PlayStation Now, PlayStation Plus, the future of your services and what it's going to bring and the package. Package in PC support, like, you know, with an ultimate package like Xbox does, and you're really going to have my attention because I have become more and more of a PC fan. So now all of a sudden, me being able to leverage both PlayStation 5 and PlayStation on PC for one for one price you know, you, you could have, you could spark my interest again. And just do yourself a favor. This is all going to be new. Come out of the gate with a deal. Like Xbox did. Come out of the gate. 
let me convert whatever whatever PS Plus membership I have into your new service and just let me lock myself in and start to and, and out the gate yeah maybe you're not making full full profit off your off your what you want to normally charge for it but at the same time you're going to get everyone to convert and you're going to build yourself a great foundation to start on And so uh, Johnny Riot did say, so we'll let's let's just catch up and chat here a little bit and then we'll move on. But um, Johnny Riot. Super Lars did say you can already stream your PlayStation to your phone and it works like dog shit, Super Lars. So, yeah. so, tr so, tr so try Yeah. So try again. I want to know the future. OK. Uh, guys, I understand that Sony has tried some dumb stuff in the past, and they've used Vita, and they've used PlayStation TV, and then when those both died, they spun it around into the PC and, and, and the phone, and for a while, you could only do it on a Sony Android phone, and now you can do it on more phones. Like, just give me a new system that is, makes sense and is easy and clean and just works. So, um... Johnny Riot though says, but Sony has sold so well without major PS Now success, they really don't need to push it. Their exclusives are going to sell it like mad, right? But they don't have any exclusives at launch besides like besides they have Spider Man and Bug Snatch or Snack or whatever the hell it is. Like what up? Rocket, um, um, Ratchet and Clank is isn't a launch title. It's a launch window. So we're looking at a month to two months out. So at launch. I just don't want to see a system have a bunch of hype and everybody buys into it and then goes, I have nothing to play. And I know they're going to play their PS4 games and things like that. But like when you spend $500 on a system, like you want to, you want next, you want like, I want to leverage next gen right here, right now. And I want to know why, why the PS5 right here, right now is going to be the, the best experience for me. And, you know, I just, you know, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think either one of them have really shown me how me buying day one is going to give me this, this amazing feeling like in the past. Yeah, you're right. You're right. We have not seen anything to make me say day one, I need this hooked into my TV yeah. and I need to play it. Cause guess what? Day one, Booting into Breath of the Wild on my switch was the it, time of my damn yeah. life. Yeah. Game, life changing, it. life changing. I needed that. I needed a Switch yeah. day one. There was no yeah. way out of it. It's been that way with other system launches. You look yep. at the games and you went like, I want to experience that as soon as possible. This generation, I haven't been shown a single thing. I love Spider-Man on PlayStation 4. You could tell me Miles Morales was dropping day one. It's not going to be a big enough experience for me to say I need to buy a PlayStation 5 to play it. Yeah, especially something if I already wanted to buy a PlayStation 5, I'd play it. It's not a full game. Exactly. It's not a full, that, that's the thing. It's not a full game. You know? And they've come out and publicly said that. So like getting too excited for that, I believe could, could cause disappointment. Um, and, and let's and, not forget no halo at launch either. Like right. halo got pushed back to, cause that, that was Microsoft's big thing for the series X is you're getting the halo infinite. You're getting this, you're, you know, and then it didn't happen. It's not, who knows? It might never happen. Hey, three, four, three yeah. might get shut down now. Yeah. Well, and, and the latest rumors that I shared in Discord was um, I, I didn't I wasn't aware that this was happening, but Microsoft has attempted to buy Bungie multiple times now. 
and most and, and most recently this i guess it just fell through again uh they can't come together with uh, the price is too high is what i what, what keeps being told out there but microsoft has legit tried to buy bungie to fully own bungie and bring them back into that microsoft world if you brought bungie back in what would you what's the first thing you would do here's halo back 343 you're done <laughs> like like that's that would be me i'd be like take halo back okay Take how many more people do you need to, to keep Destiny afloat in this and do both? Like, just just please take it back. So, but it, I mean, you're right though. Like, no, neither of these companies have made me like I am. I'm excited because it's next gen and I like tech, right? I'm not excited because I can't wait to get a hold of one of these products, hook it up, and play a specific game at launch because I'm like, oh my god. I'm so I've been waiting for this game or or that game looks so cool. It used to be Godfall. I'm less nothing has nothing has but made it everything's made it worse for Godfall. <laughs> um you know, Spider-Man's not a full game. I'll enjoy it. I'll, I'll burn through it and then I'll be like, "Now what's next?" And then, you know, until so that's that's where I'm at. Now I look at it this way. I would rather buy a new graphics card in the 3000 series graphics cards that are coming out this week because it instantly improves every game I play right now, right? Now, my Xbox gets the most play from a console standpoint versus any other console right now, so the Xbox One X makes most sense to me because any game I play should be enhanced somewhat by the Xbox One X. Then the question comes into play, though. Like, example, Forza, one of my most played games... I play it on I play it on PC now. Even the Series X is not going to have a better experience than my PC. So it right now it, it falls into that window of like, well, do I really? I don't really need either one of these systems at this point, but I want them. Spider Man would be that game that I right, as of right now, as as far as we know right now. I can't play on PC. I need a PS5 for it. There you go. There's the one game I could wrap my mind around saying, well, if I want to play Miles Morales Spider-Man, then I have to get a PS5. That's basically my my whole debate right now. You know? And so both companies need to continue in this next... So in two days, Sony needs to do it. and then And then in like a week here, week and a half... Xbox needs to both and to come out and show us why we should get excited in in two months here to buy our systems. You know, and you know, so that's that's basically where it'll be at. And Dork saying I probably will buy both. Sadly, you don't have to be sad about it. I'm gonna buy both too. Understand, guys, that even if I'm talking negatively about something, it's not because I hate these companies. It's not because I'm a fanboy of one over the other. It's because I'm a gamer and I expect more out of companies. And even when they do a good job, I expect more. Okay, these companies are not little, you know, garage developers making a game called Super Meat Boy and then blowing up. And then we go, well, how come you haven't done this, this and this when it's one guy making Axiom Verge, right? Like, that th- those people get more patience from me when you're a giant company that basically I don't want to say you have unlimited resources, but you got a lot. OK, you just need to continue to sh- to improve, continue to show that you're listening to your t- your fans, continue to better yourselves. And both of these companies have disappointed me in the recent months. So my hype level has gone down. Still excited, still want to do it, but. I mean, losing Halo 
and and a few other things that happened with Microsoft was was a huge blow to me. And then Mike and then PlayStation just hasn't hit on the pieces that I personally care about that would have gotten me amped up like say the PS4 did. Now the PS4 had the PS4 had an advantage. Xbox decided to throw up all over their all over themselves on stage and sit there and 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 think that people were gonna like it. So I mean that was the advantage. Of, that's why Sony had such an amazing launch. Is that Xbox decided to take a gun and shoot themselves in the foot, thinking it was a good idea. Grim, we got a good question from the glitch in the chat from the Legend of Retro. He wants to know what it would take for you to not buy. A Series X or a PS5 day one. Well, would I think be, would I, be one thing from each system to just be like, no, thank you. I'm I out. think that I think I'll the wait. Xbox Series X has released enough now that I don't, I'm not sure that they could steer me away from buying a system unless when the day comes to pre-order it, it's such a disaster that I can't get a hold of one and I get frustrated and I'm just like, cool, I'll wait to find one on a shelf somewhere. But the only thing that Xbox could do right now is come out and say, well, yeah, we do have backwards compatibility, and yeah, there is going to be old games enhanced on the X, but none of it's going to be ready at launch. It'll all be ready in the first, the first, you know, first three months or something like that. That, that late announcement of that, of that like, statement would cause me to be like, cool, I'm just going to wait on this thing. I'm going to wait and pick it up first, you know, into first quarter, maybe second quarter, and see where they're at. Um, I yeah, the PS5. There's, you know, we know we don't know enough about it. So there's many things. This thing could come out at six hundred dollars, and I'm already not interested. Six hundred plus dollars, and I'm gonna go. Yeah, I'm gonna wait because once again, what I just told you guys is that there's no game that comes out right away that I have to spend that big chunk of money to have this system. I just don't care. You know, if God of War, if Horizon Zero Dawn, if something like that was a launch title, yeah, I'd pay six, seven, I'd pay eight hundred dollars for the thing. Because I care about those games, and that's going to vary for each person. Some people care enough about Spider-Man; they're going to they're buying in. Some people just care about the PlayStation brand enough; they're going to buy in. But um, you know, so price point is a big piece here. They have to fall either at the high end of Xbox, or honestly, I would love to see them fall in between. I'd love to see a four hundred and maybe a four hundred and fifty dollar system undercut Xbox fifty bucks. That'd be huge for you if you can do it. I don't know. Um, you know, the other piece that would cause me to really consider it is I've found so much value in Game Pass that I really am interested in PlayStation now. And I know, I know, um, Johnny Riot said that Sony doesn't need PlayStation now. They've had success already, but this is the future. We're not talking about five years ago. We're talking about now. And now Game Pass is 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 growing and building, and digital sales are growing and building, and the world and the world of gaming is changing. As much as we love love it or hate it, I personally, you've seen the game wall. This isn't my this isn't my world. I just I just deal with it. I I've I've loved collecting physical copies, but you know more and more and more when I see the value of Game Pass, I don't buy Xbox games anymore. So the way that I handle my Xbox environment. I'm interested if I can some to some degree control my PlayStation environment in the same way where I will, I will actually try games that I would never try because I just don't think I would like it or whatever. And I don't go out and buy the game, but because I have this access to this library, I'm going to give it a try. I end up liking Forza. Look at where I'm at now. I end up playing arc. I end up streaming arc and look where I'm at now. You know, like things like that happen because of game pass. So Sony having something like that, it's not worth writing it off 
when it could open up doors for potential sales, potential potential expansion, and, and just overall, you know, growth of your platform. Especially if you're going to start talking about the future where boxes mean less and less and less, and the brand of PlayStation and the brand of Xbox are play games on your phones, play games on your TV, even if you don't have a, a box underneath it, play games, you know, on a computer, things like that, then services become very, very important at that point. And having a good, clean service that at a good value is important. And and PlayStation can do it. They have the they have the IPs. They have the brands that that mean something to millions of people. So it's not that I don't think they can't do it. It's just that they need to do it right. And so many times we've watched them fumble, and instead of correcting themselves, they give up. The PS Vita was an amazing device. It was actually an amazing device. You know, was it a little bit ahead of its time? Probably. Was it too expensive? Yes. You know, there's a lot of things here. Could you have fixed it? Could you have built around that thing? And when the PS4 launched, instead of grabbed an old piece of technology and say, look what the Vita can do with the PS4, could you have maybe at that point said, hey, in the next 12 months, you're going to see Vita 2.0 or something like that that is truly built to, to, to truly work with the PS4 in a way that nothing has ever worked with before. Like that's, you know, something like that. And it doesn't have to be hardware, like I just explained, but software now, because we already have the hardware devices that, that, can you, that we can utilize. Show me that. That's important to me. My body is ready for that. Can we make that happen? Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, it's a huge piece. So, um, and Johnny writes, Sony can afford to undercut due to how much they make off their digital games. Um, they make all the money because no third parties can sell them. Uh, I mean, you're right. I mean, Sony could undercut, but the problem is, is that if the rumors are true and this price point is, is driven higher than they expected, you know, undercutting $150 per system is different than cutting, undercutting $50 per system, right? Like where it, we don't know what the, what that undercut looks like because we don't know what the production cost is. And so things like that, 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 you know, will hopefully, I mean, September 16th, we should, we should have some idea of that. And yeah, I mean, Sony, of course, Sony can take care of it. I'm not saying they can't, they just need to, that's, that's the thing. They, they need to find that win that perfect window where people go value meets, meets, you know, quality. And I'm in. Because the word PlayStation already holds quality. Like, when you think of PlayStation, you think success. Like, you already do. So they just need to continue it. Versus PS2 is one of the greatest systems of all time. PS3 launch was a giant dumpster fire. PS4 was a great launch. I just don't want to say PS5. I'm tired of the roller coaster that we see of PlayStation um, with, with it. So, yeah. Well, there's been a lot we've covered here, and I think it'd be good if we keep our discussion going in the PlayStation channel, in the Xbox channel, or the Games on the Podcast channel in our Discord. So if you're watching us on Twitch, or if you're listening to this in the podcast and you're not a member of our Discord, get in the GameZilla Media Discord. The link is available at GameZillaMedia.com. And uh, I know Miggy can drop that link in our Twitch chat for anyone who's here and not in that Discord, uh, because there's going to be a lot to talk about about the uh this next generation and the the way the next the rivalry is going to pick up here over the next uh two months yeah absolutely
All right, and then our last topic here is the Nintendo news, and we'll 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 quickly talk about this. There was a lot of Nintendo news on our, on our time off from the podcast, but um, we have the the Mario anniversary uh, dropping here for the the thirty is it thirty fifth anniversary? Thirty fifth? Am I right? Five. Yep. Yeah, thirty fifth. Yep. yep. Thirty. So they announced a bunch of things. They announced uh, a couple games that are going to be coming, but the big one I want to focus on today is the Super Mario 3D All-Stars. Uh, this is going to be a classic, a, a collection of classic titles, Super Mario 64, Super Mario Sunshine, and Super Mario Galaxy. Sounds really cool. Um, you know, I really liked what Nintendo did here for Mario, uh, but they made an interesting choice here with making this a limited time release. So this will be going on sale September 18th, so in four days, and it will be sold until March 31st of next year. At that time, you will it will no longer be sold in retail, and it will indeed disappear from the Switch's digital marketplace. So this is similar... Why? This is similar to, let's say, Disney vaulting a Disney movie. You know, Little Mermaid comes out, you want to pick it up, you got to pick it up in this window, otherwise it's it's vaulted and you're going to be going to eBay paying a much higher price because it's rare. It's limited, whatever. So I don't know, I feel I feel weird about this one. I, I don't I don't necessarily like this call. Um of course I pre-ordered it. I mean they, they you know, it worked on me. <laughs> It worked, worked on, on me too. It worked on me. It worked on many of us. I mean, anybody that's a fan of this stuff, like the fact that I could play Mario Mario Sunshine, like when I saw Mario Sunshine and I was gonna be able to play it on the Switch, I was like, damn, okay, you got me. <laughs> Mario 64, I've played many, many times, many, many you know, on different systems. And I am excited about Super Mario Galaxy for sure. But Sunshine is some was one that like was just kind of a weird one for for me. The GameCube era, like I really liked it. I know maybe it wasn't the most popular Mario game out there, but I just, I liked, I liked the concept of it and um, being a little bit older and being able to play through it again. I, I think I'd enjoy it. So, um, but the, this, this like very small window is, I don't know. I, I, it's weird to me. I, I, what do you think that I, what are your thoughts on this? Well, it's a little bit of a bummer because I didn't get a pre-order in because I was trying to talk it over with my wife to see if like she wanted this because she loved Odyssey and she's like, well, you know, I don't have a lot of time to play video games, but I'd maybe play it if I had time. And who knows if I'll ever have time again in my life, you know, because she's just so busy. And so I like waited and then all of a sudden all the Amazon pre-orders went out and I was like, man, now this thing's going to be hard to get. So like, it's a little disappointing to think that I'd have to buy it digitally because the digital sharing on the switch is a pain in the ass and I don't want to deal with it. So now I got to go out in the wild and try to find a cartridge for this one and know that I have a six month window, uh, five month window or whatever to find one. Um, it's a little disappointing. I know that there was a limited release when they did the classic all stars on the Wii. Like that was a limited printing of the physical edition, but they, I don't know if it was marketed as that. I just know they just did a short run yeah back then and i think that's what it is that's what's weird about this is the marketing like like and johnny riot said it in the chat is that there's there's limited edition games all the time and and limited runs and things like i mean hell there's a company literally called limited run for god's sake so 
I mean, it happens. I'm not saying it doesn't, but it was just the marketing on this one's weird. It really kind of like forced your, you, you kind of forced your fan base to kind of go into a panic. Like I got to get this locked down. And so, um, and I will say, and Dork actually just said it too. Um, there are still pre-order options out there. Um, he's saying GameStop is an easy pre-order for you. So, I mean, you know, there are maybe away from Amazon, take a look. You might be able to still lock something in for yourself, but, um, you still have you still have an opportunity out there. The I just to me the marketing almost kind of like force it, it it felt forceful it, and and I think I didn't like it in that sense of like hey you know you want this get it now um or else like shame or else shame on you like or or like it kind of put it in a way where like either either lock this in or you're not a fan you know like that's kind of how it felt to me uh and being an anniversary piece being a being a big deal of the collection that that you're releasing it just it just felt weird and and i didn't necessarily like like the message that they that they portrayed of of uh you know get this now i think it's all a, a marketing ploy too i mean you know you, it you put it out like this you create that hype um you know people flock and you know and buy it then you encourage the scalpers and stuff to buy it i mean you go you go on ebay right now and the game's not even out and you see it going anywhere from 70 to like 120 bucks for yep. for the game but um i mean um an, another thought that i had is they might like say sometime after that point they may release it in another collection i mean you know one or two options one they release it as another collection maybe some mario complete collection you buy all the marios um you buy a cartridge get all the marios right there or they might re-release it and piecemeal it so you might you might uh you know was it 60 bucks for three of the games you know you might pay like 20 like 15 dollars for uh mario 64 25 bucks for you know a galaxy or and then 25 for you know for the other one and you know they can or or upcharge oh, a little the other one Sun, sunshine doesn't even get any love huh okay it's yeah. just it's just the other one it's just the well, other I, one i, I, I don't have much you have a it's just the other one yeah i didn't have much love for sunshine you know matter of fact that was a one mario game not counting the newest one that i did not that i didn't beat i mean i just had for some reason i had no love for for that mario or the island of delfino didn't love it didn't love it but i'm gonna try it again because i'm older now so um you know when i get my switch which you know <clears throat> looking for a switch now um i will be you know i got one in a box it. right here man i got one in the box real talk we'll talk we'll talk i, I, I seriously want one i seriously want one so i would do a seven hundred dollars i'll do a drive by your house you know just strap it strap it to thor loki i'll just chuck it, it like i'll just chuck it like a money. football to you <laughs> the they're, not, they're not that valuable i don't think right now so you know just chuck it <laughs> But uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, but I don't like I said, I don't even own a switch yet. And when I saw this Mario collection, I got hyped like I I, I could buy it and play it day one. Um, Super Mario 64 is my is like my all time favorite. So um, I'm excited to play it. I can't wait to get my hands on it. And yeah, start my adventure. But yeah, horrible marketing. But on their part, they're going to get their money. They're going to sell out. They created the hype. Yeah, I mean. We call it horrible marketing. It's it's it's. It, I mean, they're playing on the the battle pass generation. They're playing on this generation of feeling left out. They're playing on the generation of if you don't play Fortnite enough during the season, uh, you're not gonna get the cool skin at the end of the battle pass. You know, if you don't log into your mobile game every day, then you're gonna break your streak and you're not gonna get your prize at the end. You know that that they're they're playing into that the world that we live in right now, and and which which is a smart move. It just doesn't feel um, 
know, it just doesn't feel, I don't know, genuine. Like, I guess, you know what it is? It's Mario's 35th anniversary. Any Mario fan should be able to get this. Like, that's kind of how I feel about it. You want to make a limited edition that comes in a steel box and comes with some extra shit, and then that's limited edition? Go for it. But this should just be the standard edition that anybody should be able to get their hands on because they're Mario fans, literally the face of your company. I think that's what bugs me about this so much. Mario 64 is like... I mean, come on, people. It's literally like the... Everyone knows Mario 64. Everyone. It's a seminal game. It's it's huge. I mean, it broke it, you know, it broke Mario from that from that 2D world. It created something that, you know, that we that we'll always remember as as maybe as rough as it is now as a game. People still enjoy it, people still speedrun it, people still, you know, play it all the time. But like I just don't like the idea that um that it's so I'm not saying it's not overrated either, the glitch on Twitch. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm, I'm definitely not saying that because Mario 64 is definitely not one of my favorite Mario games. But it still was one of those Mario games that we have to look at and say, you know, kudos for what they did to platforming, to 3D world, you know, platforming. And, you know, maybe you didn't like Mario, but did you like Banjo, too? you know, Kazooie? Did you like, you know, a lot of these games that came after it that, you know, kind of that this sparked? I remember the first time seeing Mario in, the, in this form, and I was like, I didn't own a Nintendo 64, and I was like, I think I need a Nintendo 64, you know? So it, that, that I mean, and though, and though I didn't end up being one of my favorite games of all time, it still, like, influenced me. So to sit there and say, oh, well, yeah, you can get a hold of it, limited edition, and, you know, if you don't get it pre-ordered, then good luck. And And obviously, you have... Let's be honest, you have this window of, what is it, six months? Is that what it is about? Six months, it looks like? Mm-hmm. Five, six months. Yeah, you have this window to just buy digital, right? So, I mean, like, there isn't, there is that point that if you want it, you can get it. I just don't, you know, and if, and if you're that hardcore into the physical copy, well, then, yeah, you're going to have to work a little bit because... Unfortunately, scalpers and everybody else are going to be grabbing these and eating them up. But, you know, part of me almost thought about buying two. One to play and one to keep sealed on my shelf. Just for my collection. Just so, for me to steal when you're not looking. Right. But, um, <laughs> you know, I don't know. I just, to me, like, this is this is a celebration for Mario. If you wanted to have some sort of collected collection limited edition, sure. But I think it should have been an, in addition to the standard version that people can get a hold of. Mm-hmm. And that could all change, like like Mickey said, if if they do um, break these up and sell them individually on the on the store or whatever. But right now they haven't clarified that. Right now it sounds like here it is. It's here from from point A to point B, and after that it's gone. So you know, and if that's the case, then then my feelings on this stand. If if they do break it up and give you that one, you know, one individual purchase process. Oh, thank you. Um, then you know you then. Obviously, my tune will change a little bit, but we don't have that information right now. Man, I need one of those. <laughs> yeah, this is the this is the same company that uh, fake supply and demands with Amiibo, so it's not surprising. Nintendo has become notorious for the understock, the limited supply, 
uh, the creating demand, hot demand for their product. They give you the old, though they're, they're beanie baby in us. All right. They're giving you that hot item then throwing it into retirement. So it's, it's, it's a marketing technique and it's something Nintendo has done to create, to maintain high prices for their games. Um, even when they're, when they're repackaging old stuff that the whole, the limited supply, they're, they're keeping things at that $60 price point. It's a really good point. I think the difference with the Amiibo is that it wasn't a uh, a game in its of itself in itself that had classics like this during a celebration of of an of an anniversary, and so Amiibos are complete bullshit and garbage. And I I own I own so many of them because of their marketing and because of how addicted I got to buying them. And I think most of us, you know, are the age here that's on this, that's on this podcast. We all remember Beanie Babies too. And that's in the same feeling of like, yeah, Oh my God, how old we are. When yeah. I was like, Beanie Baby. Oh my God. Like <laughs> you won't believe what I found in the store today and, and was all fabricated. And then when the bubble busted because of it, like, you know, we all were like, Oh, why the hell do I have any of these? This is dumb. So, um, it's, like I guess a great example here and now is that I don't like how they're handling this, but as far as the Famicom like Game and Watch Mario um, handheld that they're releasing along with this, that being a limited run type thing makes sense to me. It's a custom piece of hardware. It's a custom thing that is really cool, and if you're a collector, could be really neat to have in your collection. But it's not something that they need to make sure the entire world has. You know, so. It, you know that that's kind of my my feeling on this like i would they would and would nintendo come out and do this same thing to another ip as well could we see them come up and say here's three zelda games available for a six month window well you would love that well that's depending on what the collection was like so I don't know, like, to, to, yeah, Zelda would be that one that, like, I guess I could see them doing that, and I feel like they get a ton of heat for it, too. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Time will tell. Time will tell. If this truly does turn into, like, a vault situation where it does kind of open back up, then, I mean, I'm sure they're going to generate a ton of sales, and it's going to work out, and then every time they bring it out of the vault, it's going to generate a ton of more sales. So not a bad idea, but it's weird. All right, that's been our attack on the news for these topics and much more. Please visit GameZillaMedia.com where you can read the blogs, you can listen to the shows, you can watch the videos, and you can absorb all the content that the entire team makes here at GameZilla Media. All right. Guys, we are running long for sure. We knew it was probably going to happen because we took a week off. Do you have a quick gaming moment of the week there, Deadite? I do. I'll try to keep this brief. I beat the first Borderlands. I made it to the vault, and I'd, I'd never played the first Borderlands. Everyone who listens to the show knows I love Borderlands 2, one of my favorite games ever made. Um, and then I got into the DLC. Um, dude, the DLC packs for Borderlands 1 blow, man. They're not fun at all. Whoa, 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 whoa. You have to, like, whoa. break Athena out of a prison, and you're just driving back and forth on a freeway forever whoa. because there's no warp points. Whoa, it's have you? Awful. did you play the Halloween play. one? Ha- the Halloween one I haven't played yet. I'm playing the Claptrap one oh, now, yeah. where I keep getting sent in the junkyard to kill all, like, 
25 clap traps. Now kill 75 clap traps. I'm in the middle of killing 100 clap traps and I have right. to pick up the parts. It's tedious and not fun. Quit quit everything you're doing and go play the Halloween one. Yeah, and the then and then do nothing else and just accept the fact that that was the that, that was the only good DLC from from Borderlands one. <laughs> Dude, it's it's like heartbreaking that like I was like I got to the end of Borderlands and I was kind of feeling done with it. I was like, well, again, I have this this game of the year edition on Switch. Like I got to try some of the DLC and like it's the writing starts to feel a little bit better, but the actual design and missions are the same tedious garbage you had to deal with the entire first Borderlands game. And I'm like irritated that I, I feel forced to like continue playing this. So you're right. I probably should just bail on this claptrap one and go straight into the zombie one and then leave Borderlands one off at a good note and then move on to uh, the pre-sequel. Yeah, do that. And I think your attitude will get better on it. But I do remember the DLC on one starting off really great. Cause I feel like the, the first DLC I played was the, um, the Halloween, um, I forgot the name of it, but the Halloween uh, themed one, and then everything else after that was very grindy. So, <clears throat> uh, Miggy, what about you? Any uh, gaming moments of the week? Uh, uh, just I guess I continue it from back um, where we left off, but it's just been more Fortnite. <laughs> it's uh, it's ridiculous. I have um, the bug hit me hard. I've been playing it uh, like you know, I've uh, been playing it solo and playing with a few followers. Um been playing it uh going hard with uh with my pops uh we've gotten like dub after dub going in duos um and it was hilarious like this one match that we did um he died like um we went we went we got one of stark ships uh i died then uh he picked up my card um this is over by the beach i forgot what the name of salty shore or something like that so we go all the way over to the respawn point he respawns me we get in the car I drive halfway, drop him off at a car, go back uh, to start ship. And as the circle, the circle was already closed in, like right there. So I was like, all right, let me just get my gear back. And then we're going to go. I get my gear back. We uh, we get in, um, get in the car, go back. And then we're like one of the last ones, like after going through all of that, because we're trying to, we're achieving hunting. So, or battle pass hunting. But um, after we get all the way uh, back to the center map, there's like 11, 11 people left. So we're like, all right, we have to play it cautious, you know, and um, we're laying down the game, I'm laying down the game plan, everything. So, you know, we're going in for it. We keep the high ground. I've got my sniper. He's got his and everybody's like down there just going at it. And we're just firing shots off. And lo and behold, he starts building, y'all. He starts building. And I turn around, I look like, where did this come from? <laughs> so he's better um, than you now. Now he is. <laughs> but, um, there was like after hey, everybody can I, get, cleared can I get your dad's gamer tag? I don't think I want our game with you anymore. <laughs> after after all was said and done, we we popped a few a few guys at the bottom. There was like three. It was three left. You know, two and then one guy. There was a little structure that we just saw saw, saw erect, like you know, come up real quick. I had picked up one of uh, Tony Stark's abilities, like the repulsor ray at the end. I, I said, you know what? I'm just gonna wing it. I know it's not gonna work. I uh, you know, you hit the beep, fire it off, and as soon as it hits. That was end of the game. <laughs> and I couldn't believe that that worked. I mean, this has been so much fun, um, you know, getting dub after dub, the Marvel abilities. And then I've even dive, dove into the lore. And I did not realize that there was actually a story to that game. Like, I have to fill you in after the, um, you know, in the post show. But it's like the story that they weaved in that game has been, it's it's amazing. Oh, I know the story. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. 
and I think they've done a really good job with the Marvel see the Marvel like season explaining the island and explaining what happens to the people that go to the island and, and tying it more into what happened because of the previous season and the weird like um situation of, of the weird like flashes that they they were giving um that created all like it's all starting to come together and they're and this yep. has to do with this multiverse that they're trying to build here in Fortnite. So everyone that's like complaining and like Fortnite's dying and everything, I really think Epic has some grand scheme in their head that's gonna like in like in a couple maybe a couple more seasons here is going to land and people are just gonna be like, holy shit, these people are geniuses. Like I really do believe that. I could be wrong and it could all fall apart, but right now it's got me intrigued again. Mm-hmm. I've been, I mean, I've been playing again and I've been playing with followers and, and you, and um, I've been having a lot of fun with it. You know, it's, I'm not trying to necessarily win. It's like you, yep. I go and I have fun and I'm, and I have like tasks that I'm trying to complete like missions. And mm-hmm. then if I look at this and go, Oh, there's only 10 people left. It's time to get serious. <laughs> you know, like that's literally what I do. <clears throat> I mean, there was one time I like Stark, Stark, you know, appeared on the map or whatever. The Stark Industries appeared on the map. And I'm like, oh, well, I'm going to hop on Fortnite. I fly right to it, drop down, accidentally get his gauntlets. Right. And I'm just literally I'm like, look, guys, I could fly. And I'm just flying around (laughs) like an idiot. And just like I'm not even playing the game. And then finally someone shows up and starts shooting me. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, I'll fight you. I have Iron Man's gauntlets, (laughs) idiot. And I just smoke him. I'm like, all right, cool. I guess we're going to try this round. You know, so it's just been um less stressful you know that game used to stress yeah. me out and now i just kind of like wing it so yeah cool man well, i'm good i'm glad i'm glad you're having fun with it and i'm glad you're able to share that with your dad that's cool um my gaming moment in the week is simple it happened last night i wasn't i was scheduled to stream i uh, didn't get on till like 11 11 30 at night because i wasn't feeling well and because of that i slept all day so come 11 p.m i couldn't sleep anymore I decided, screw it, I'm going to stream for like an hour and a half. I get online, and I'm like, well, I'm just going to do something simple. I'm going to play some Forza. I've been, I hit the 600k club, guys, a month ago, maybe longer, and I've been stuck there ever since. I started learning a new car that, that had the, the potential of more of a higher point total, and last night, just like hanging out with, you know, with a bunch of friends and stuff, I set two new PBs, so I broke I broke my PB by like a thousand. I was like, all right, cool, six oh three, awesome, that's neat. And then I broke it last night again for like six oh four or something. I was like, awesome. Then I just literally went back up the hill, went down, and I didn't really think it was anything special. And then I got near the end of the end of the run, and I'm looking at my score. I'm like, oh my god, six oh nine, seventy first in the world. So broke, I, you know, I was, I was outside the top 100 before last night. Now I'm, now I'm well into the top 100 and feel like that's, that's still not my best run I can do with this car. So it was, uh, it was a cool moment, it, you know, for me that who wasn't feeling hundred percent, I definitely felt better at that moment. I was all hyped up and having a lot of fun with the people in stream and, uh, it was a good time. So I, um, that has to be my game moment of the week for sure. But Guys, um, we always like to share what we're doing every week, but we like to hear what you guys are up to. So if you're not part of the Discord, that's where we hang out when we're not doing this show. So feel free to join the Discord. Uh, if you're not watching this show live and you can't click on the link that's in the chat, then just go to gamesillmedia.com, click on that community uh, button, and, and click on Discord, and you can join. 
Um, we hang out there every day. We got gamers from around the world, a really nice community, and um, we, we, we share gaming moments. We, we That's where we uh, meet up to find people to game with, and uh, it's just a good time. So make sure you come hang out there. All right. Got to shoot another shout out to our patrons. Yes, Thank we so do. Much to all of our patrons that support us at patreon.com slash games media. If you're listening to the podcast, watching us on YouTube or Twitch right now, enjoying what we laid down for you here this week, giving you some entertainment here and here during the pandemic, consider throwing us a few bucks and joining our patronage at patreon.com slash games media. And also got to always shout out the other Awesome shows on the Games of the Media Network, Noiseland Arcade, Last Action Podcast, The Legend of Retro, and Noobs and Dragons, covering a lot of cool gaming, movie, and media-related stuff. Get over there, give them a listen. If you have fun here, you're going to have fun with those shows as well, and they're all available for you. Same place you listen to this show and GamesOfTheMedia.com. Um, big shout-out to our latest patron, Ryan. Thank you so much for joining, uh, for joining Patreon and supporting this group. We appreciate you. Um, the, actually I got, I got called out by, well, not called out, but something I called out in the chat that I totally probably should have been my gaming moment and I won't take a whole lot of time up, but my birthday was Wednesday and we did Twitch sings on Wednesday. And that was a highlight of, of for sure. I, you know, it was, it's such a weird situation because at first I wasn't, I was nervous and scared. And then by the time it was done at two in the morning, I was, uh, my, my, my throat hurt from singing and I just wanted to keep, I just wanted to keep doing it, but I knew the police was going to get called on me if I kept screaming at two in the morning. So, um, first of all, just thank you for everybody that came out for my birthday stream and hung out with me and, and had fun with Twitch sings. It was a lot of fun. And that definitely is a highlight that, uh, is beyond just a gaming moment. I mean, that's more of like a life highlight that, uh, never did I ever imagine that that would be a way to spend my birthday. But during a pandemic and being stuck at the house, it was so refreshing that I was able to, you know, kind of have a party, right? It was kind of like my birthday party. That's, it was really cool. So I appreciate that. All right. I think that about wraps her wraps her up for this week here on the Games Little Podcast. Yeah, that takes care of everything, guys. We uh, we really appreciate our patrons and 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 obviously everybody that tunes in here on twitch.tv slash gameslomedia and everybody that tunes in and listens to the podcast. If you haven't hit that subscribe button, the heart emoji, giving us five stars on iTunes, leave us a review. Whatever you can do, it helps us so much, and we appreciate it uh, greatly. So um, thank you again, episode 327, and we'll be back. Uh, we're back on our normal routine, so we'll be back next week. Uh, bringing you the gaming news and uh, yeah, you know, thanks. Thanks. Thanks again. So with that being said, any last words, you guys, anything you want to say, Miggy? Potatoes. Perfect. That I grew Flanders. Perfect. All right, everybody. <laughs> Remember <laughs> uh, we are your elite free DLC for all your gaming news. And until next time, game on game on game on.